Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 17, Episode 8, Hang On With Me. There were a few things that stuck out to me this episode. Christine is being very candid and very open about her emotions and her relationship with Cody. And it can be incredibly satisfying as a viewer to see these women that we have watched season after season be disregarded or treated as a burden and as less than or be manipulated by Cody and emotionally abused by Cody. So we get invested in the women and in their journey and we get invested in the kids when it's season after season of watching and seeing the women and the children repeatedly taking less than they deserve from a non-appreciative asshole ingrate of a man with an overinflated ego and very few wits about him to boot. He has no self-awareness and very low emotional intelligence. He's very emotionally lazy. He does things like leveraging intimacy in a marriage so a sister wife can modify her behavior as a sister wife with the favorite wife. He does things like neglecting his kids if they don't constantly blow smoke up his ass. He punishes his family. He refers to them as his obstacles to his goals in life for not treating him as the absolute authority and the absolute hero by completely disengaging, using his presence as a husband and a father, not as a full-time constant place of security for his family as the husband and the father, but as a reward for good behavior, a reward for submission and blind obedience. That is an unconditional love. Of course, everything is conditional with Cody. And Cody refuses to count his blessings. Instead, because he isn't playing with a full deck and he is an abusive manipulator, he expects everyone around him to play this family like a game. Because he does. He assumes everyone is his enemy out to get him, playing for the other team as his opponent. Because Cody's main goal is having control and having power. And ultimately, his convenience. Convenience is king for Cody. It's my opinion that Cody wants to rid himself of his obstacles in life, his family, as he said in his own words, so he can have his goal in life of monogamy. Rather than Cody having a spine and a backbone and having an honest talk with himself, then with his wives and kids, saying he can no longer do this, he instead chooses to employ abusive and manipulative toxic tactics to burn every bridge in his family, to destroy every relationship he has in the family, reducing it to ashes, to find ways to shed his burden and avoid owning his choice of what he signed up for. Cody is becoming increasingly unhinged, deflecting, blaming his wives, blaming his kids for why he can't be present as a father and a husband in every household as he constantly moves the goalposts, changing his expectations of his family and shifting what hoops he expects them to jump through just to get crumbs of his time and attention as he barely phones it in. Yet, when Cody is around, he's moody, he's disengaged. He's pissed, he has to turn in his homework. He barely engages, he barely phones it in. He makes it clear he would rather be elsewhere and his heart just isn't in it. And he is moody as a result of his anger and resentment 
forcing everyone in the family to walk on eggshells when they are in his presence. Lately, Cody has been projecting his bad behaviors and modes of manipulation onto his wives and kids, trying to paint himself as their victim. Just last episode, he said Janelle gaslights him. Gabe gaslights him. When in fact, Cody is the gaslighter du jour of the family. And his goblin gaslights as well. For example, when Robin suggested that it wasn't that the wives weren't getting fair and equal time with Cody, it was that they misperceived it. That way, just because they struggled with Cody, but it wasn't the actual truth. Robin enables Cody's bad behavior. She even participates in his victim narrative herself, and she plays a victim herself too, saying her mom calls her the Brown family scapegoat. Cody keeps pushing this bullshit storyline that he has been marginalized by Christine and he's a victim of his wives and he's a victim of his kids and he's a victim of the lifestyle. And Robin has been trying to push the narrative that she is the unaccepted outcast of the family, blamed for all of their ills when that's just not the case. And it's embarrassing for Cody and Robin that they would even try this. Cody expects to be everyone's hero He wants the ultimate authority. He wants to be adored unquestioningly and blindly obeyed. And he complains when he feels disrespected and marginalized. He expects to be everyone's number one, hands down priority. He even expects to come before his kids in his wife's eyes. Interestingly, Cody seems to expect everything from everyone in his family, but he is expecting things that he doesn't give to anyone in his family. He doesn't have respect when he deals with his wives. He doesn't have respect when he deals with his kids. There is always a superior condescending air when he deals with any of them. He doesn't see them as his equals and he makes that clear. He even whistled at his wives as if they were dogs last season when he got impatient at them asking the surveyor educated questions. Cody seems to hate independent women who think for themselves. He wants women to be seen and not heard, to keep sweet, shut up, and submit, to be convenient for him because they married him. And now his will supersedes the will of his wives because in Cody's pea brain, it's a patriarchy. Cody always complains. He wants to be the leader of his family. He's the head of his family. When did Cody ever show one quality one would need as a leader of a group. One thing that really stuck out to me was the last episode, Christine made it clear that she didn't respect Cody. This episode, she said she wasn't treated as an equal to Cody. She wasn't an equal status sister wife, meaning of course that there is a hierarchy and Robin is the favorite wife at the top of the pyramid. And she gets most of Cody's time in favor in exchange for her obedience and in exchange for her convenience to him. This episode, Robin was complaining again about Cody more fervently this time. She's already said more than once that Cody is angry, he's unhappy, he takes it out on her and he isn't fun to be around. He's miserable, it affects her, it affects the atmosphere in her house for herself and for her kids and it affects their relationship. Robin expected a permanent honeymoon phase. 
She said in earlier seasons she wanted to extend that period for as long as possible. In the book, Becoming Sister Wives, Robin said she wanted a romantic marriage and her priority was the husband and having a good marriage with him. She wasn't marrying for the sister wives. It just came with Cody like a package deal. And she accepted it and she was of that faith. So she wanted plural marriage. This episode, she wants to contradict herself. She wants to change it up and say she did this to have the plural family. She did it for her kids. She wanted her kids to experience plural marriage and the big family. It wasn't about a romantic relationship when she married Cody. Cody and Robin are walking contradictions. In the book, she said, In addition to God's testimony, I wanted a romantic love. Some of my sister wives were more interested in the sisterhood than in the husband. But perhaps since I'd been married before, I knew that I needed a man whom I loved, trusted, cherished, and adored. I also knew that asking for and receiving all of these things is hard. Contrast that to this episode where she said it was about providing for her kids and stability and security and she wanted to experience plural marriage and she wanted the whole family and the sister wives. She wanted her kids to have that big plural family. That's what she wanted. In the book, she wanted romantic love. She was in it for the husband more than the sisters. What's the truth? Is Robin in it for her marriage to Cody? Or is she in it for the family? Is Robin's priority Cody and herself and their marriage and their branch of the family? Or is Robin's priority the whole family? In the book, she says she prioritized her marriage, her husband, and romantic love. Her main priority wasn't the sisterhood. It wasn't the family. Now she is saying she wanted the family. She had other offers and she chose Cody specifically because she wanted the family. She wishes the family could see and that the viewers could see that she would do nothing to hurt the family. And when she refers to the family, she says she would do nothing to hurt it. She doesn't say she would do nothing to hurt them. She would do nothing to hurt it. You know what that reminded me of? I watch a lot of true crime and when kids suddenly disappear or go missing and those kids were last seen by their parents, the parents will usually refer to that child that they harmed themselves as it. They will distance themselves. They won't use he or she. They won't use the child's name. They call the baby or the child it. They slip. And that's what this felt like to me with Robin. The family is a collective group of people. The family would be they or them, not it. Robin doesn't use they or them when referring to the family. Instead, she uses it. She would never do anything to hurt it. She dismisses it, the family. She distances herself from the family. If the family were people that Robin genuinely prioritized and she saw the family as this living, breathing, collective group of people that she adored, that she was connected to. She would never do anything to hurt it. Would she say she would never do anything to hurt it? Or would she say she would never do anything to hurt them? Maybe I'm overthinking things, but that was a thought that immediately struck me when I heard it. 
It looks to me like the honeymoon phase with Cody and Robin is over, guys. Robin said this episode that she never struggled as bad in her marriage with Cody as she is right now. She's at a loss, she says. Either Robin wants people to think that so they empathize with her and she won't look like the favorite wife anymore in the hopes that viewers will flip and love her or feel for her. She is either trying to get sympathy by diminishing her role as the favorite wife or Robin has experienced monogamy with Cody 24-7 in 24-7 hell and she feels annoyed, she feels suffocated and she feels frustrated by Cody and Cody's always moody and he's now always resentful, he's angry, he's always in a bad mood and he requires even more attention and even more smoke blown up his ass and everything is a problem. And catering to Cody to keep him in a good mood and a chill state is a stress because he is in her home and he's around the kids. And Robin doesn't want to stress out her kids or fuck up the energy of her environment. She doesn't want to set Cody off. And Cody is super angry taking it out on her and taking it out on the kids, most likely. She mentioned Cody even being angry at home around the kids. She mentioned that Cody isn't fun to be around. The whole house, in my opinion probably has to walk on eggshells and it's probably hell and the honeymoon phase is over. The coffin is shut. The nails are getting hammered in. Robin likes the privilege and the influence she gets with being the favorite wife. She likes having Cody's ear. She likes providing stability and security for her kids. And I think that is why she married Cody to create a stable, secure environment for herself and her kids because she wanted her kids to be financially set and to have a stable roof and a family environment. And Robin had enormous debt and she obviously didn't want to work. And now Cody has this land to pay off and he is increasingly more difficult to deal with. And Robin is getting annoyed. She's at her wit's end now and she wants Cody to have other houses to go to and other places he can go. She probably wants some space where she can just cater to herself and her kids without having to coddle Cody. That's the honeymoon phase over. Plus, Robin most likely isn't having any more of Cody's kids. And what I've noticed with Cody is once a wife stops having his babies, he begins to disengage. Just like it seems when the kids are smaller and more likely to see Cody as the hero, and it's easy for Cody to engage with them and it's convenient, it's easy for him to be adored. He is involved when the kids are small, but once it becomes an effort and the child is older and the child talks back, Cody disengages, he pulls back, he doesn't know how to foster the relationship at that point anymore. It's an effort, it's an inconvenience, and Cody is emotionally lazy. He doesn't wanna make the effort, he's selfish, he doesn't wanna be inconvenienced. I think Cody doesn't know how to communicate. He doesn't know how to connect and have an honest conversation with his kids, especially as they get older. At the slightest constructive criticism, at a child's honest thoughts, if they are contrary to his or critical in any way or not absolutely pro-Cody's agenda, he then shuts down. He calls that child a liar. He calls that child an exaggerator. He calls that child narcissistic or disloyal or disrespectful. He disengages completely and he deflects saying his kids are the problem. They're not respectful. 
because Cody doesn't want to look at his mistakes and he doesn't want to accept responsibility and own his piece in these floundering relationships. As the father, Cody doesn't want to take accountability. He doesn't want to own his choices and be a father to the best of his ability. He doesn't want to try if it's hard, if it's inconvenient, if he has to make an effort. If his kids want to open up to him and communicate honestly about their thoughts and feelings and emotions, Cody isn't down, especially if he is to be questioned or criticized in the least. Cody refuses to hear it. And then that child is labeled as disrespectful. Cody can't have an honest conversation. If he did, he would have to take accountability. He would have to own his choices. And it's easier for Cody to call his kid a liar or a narcissist or label his kid as disrespectful than for Cody to take ownership. I think Cody is so angry that he uses that as an excuse to not be active and engaged in his commitment as a father and a husband with all of his wives and kids. Even with Robin, his resentment and his anger prevent Cody from being able to even want to do his job, even with his favorite wife. He's totally checked out, most likely, and it seems that his emotions and his mental state override his ability to be present as a father and as a husband, let alone as a leader of the family. Just because Cody is angry and resentful because of his divorce, it doesn't make it fair and acceptable for him to be a checked out father and a husband to his kids and wives. Look at all the emotional suffering and the struggles the wives had to go through on a constant basis with living plural marriage, battling the jealousy and the envy and the insecurity and the competition and the loneliness, all while being married to a man who doesn't fully seem to see you or hear you or value you as an equal. And you aren't even always an equal to your sister wives. Your status depends on how well you submit to your husband, how quiet you are, how quiet you make your voice so you can just keep sweet and be convenient for him and be easy for him so then he will throw you some crumbs, a passing compliment, engagement with a child, a little extra one month. The wives are constantly emotional, dealing with a perpetual emotional roller coaster because of living polygamy, sharing their husband. And they weren't coddled by their husband. They weren't supported by anyone. He wasn't running to reassure them or cater to them or to blow smoke up their asses to bolster their ego so they feel more secure. They always run to coddle Cody. They always run to support him. His emotions come before their emotions. They are expected to support Cody and excuse his inability to hold up his end of the deal as a father and a husband during his emotional struggles. They are expected to take less than they deserve because Cody is struggling emotionally, because Cody is angry. But the wives are constantly struggling emotionally. They don't get to not show up as mothers and wives. They are there regardless, with no support from their husband, with no coddling from him, with no understanding or empathy, and they still show up and they do their jobs as wives and mothers. Their emotions aren't an excuse to check out on what they signed up for. Yet somehow Cody is able to check out and anger is his excuse. Can you imagine if the wives decided because they had a bad day or they felt jealous or insecure that day that they weren't going to be a mom or a wife because they were emotional that day? The wives can't ever check out. 
Yet Cody feels entitled to it. He feels entitled to check out whenever he wants because of his emotions. He complains incessantly that his wives can't handle their emotions, that they need to figure out their jealousy and their emotions. It's not his problem, but he expects his wives to understand and validate his emotions constantly because of his divorce. And he expects them to let him off the hook as a husband and a father during this time because he's angry, because it's difficult for him. He thinks it's okay to check out. Can you imagine if the mothers did that? Robin called Cody out on that this episode, saying that he needs to set his anger aside to be an active husband, working on these relationships, participating as a husband. She's really at the end of her rope with Cody, it seems. And I think Robin's wedded bliss may soon transform into her worst nightmare. I also want to point out how Janelle had Christine's back. Cody was complaining that the deal with Christine wasn't fair because he and Robin had to pitch in for Christine's down payment. Really, Cody was pissed that he couldn't manipulate Christine into tying her money up into the land to solve his problem with Coyote Pass and pay it off. Janelle, though, said it was fair. Janelle said the land covered the down payment and it all evened out. And she also pointed out that Robin also had to get a down payment for her mansion from the family's finances as well. It wasn't just Christine who needed the family's help. So what Cody tried to shame Christine for, saying she didn't even qualify for financial help, he had to help her, that's bullshit because Cody had to use his money and the family's money to assist Robin to pay her down payment as well. And no one shamed Robin for it at all. Maybe if Robin spent less money at Victoria's Secret and she wasn't in so much debt, she wouldn't have needed the family money to help finance her lair and make her down payment on her lair. By the way, who racks up thousands and thousands of dollars in Victoria's Secret debt? Some people are very special. Can you imagine racking up the equivalent to the price of a car in debt on a Victoria's Secret credit card for lingerie. There was also the tea party this episode where Mary and Robin braided each other's hair and Robin implored Mary, hang on with me, we have to rebuild. And Robin wanted to spill the tea. She used phrases like truth be told. Robin was really enthusiastic about spilling that tea with Mary. She really wanted to revel in it. And Robin made a point to mention how Christine was influencing the kids. And they were fine with the divorce because they only knew Christine's side, not Cody's. No one feels sorry for Cody. Cody isn't a marginalized victim. Cody is an uninvested, manipulative, toxic asshole who now wants to work overtime to villainize Christine. As if, if the kids just heard his bullshit, Maybe they would be on his side. Cody says only Robin and Mary know his story. Cody doesn't have a story. Cody got sick and tired of polygamy. He wants to blame the lifestyle that he is a victim of it. And he's a victim of his independent wives who poison the well against him. And he wants to use his voice to tell his story. What story? 
that he got sick and tired of his burdens, so he checked out, that he treats his women as less than and expected to be getting a 24-7 rim job from his wives, that he punishes his kids by disengaging if he is pissed at their mom or he doesn't feel revered enough, that he expects respect and love and admiration when he looks down on everyone in his family and he resents them. Cody's story is he hates polygamy. He regrets his choice. He doesn't want to own it. Instead of being a man and talking to his wives and talking to his kids with honesty, saying he can't do this anymore, he's miserable, he wants to just resent everyone and abuse and manipulate to keep all his relationships on tenderhooks, burning his bridges, forcing his family to walk on eggshells around him, blaming them because he isn't happy in plural marriage. Cody regrets his choice, and now he has all these obstacles, these wives and kids to deal with. He no longer wants to burden himself with this. He will only do it now if it's convenient and if it requires minimal effort from him. So he creates these hoops to jump through for everyone with intention so that in his mind, he is justified in blaming them as the reason he isn't there, as the reason he isn't present and fully invested in all of his households. When Cody knows it's his choice and it's on him to show up and it's on no one else. Cody would rather burn every bridge than man up and tell the truth that he wants monogamy so that he can be happy and heal and maybe, just maybe, he can treat his family better. He prefers to hurt and damage everyone because it's easier on Cody's ego. Cody isn't a victim. He will never be a victim. He isn't marginalized and there aren't enough tiny violins in the world for his bullshit. No one cares. Go take a Midol, have a nightcap. No one wants to hear Cody's story. His voice and his lies are like nails on a chalkboard. It's just a fairy tale, a narrative he spins. It's nothing of consequence at all to anyone. You know what? Let Cody tell his story. Let's hear it. His independent wives marginalize him. They turn his kids against him. They take away his voice. He is their victim. He is their puppet pulled to and fro. That's what Cody will say. We already know. No one cares to be insulted by his bullshit. Anyways, let's get on with the show. Sister Wives, Season 17, Episode 8, Hang On With Me. Cody says that Christine has been hassling him for months to move his stuff. But he's busy. He has work to do. And now Christine has put this big thing on his plate and he doesn't know what to do. Christine says if she hadn't boxed Cody's stuff up and moved it into the garage, Cody would have never gotten to it. Cody the victim complains that he doesn't actually have a space of his own. He doesn't have a place of his own or a corner or anything. <laughs> Christine says that Cody had to duplicate everything that he had. He had all of his stuff spread out into four houses in Vegas. Robin says it's just a polygamy thing. Cody found himself looking in four closets for a shirt sometimes, he complains. Christine says Cody doesn't have stuff at Mary's house and he hasn't for years and he can't put his stuff in Janelle's tiny trailer. So now Cody has quadruple of what he needs, all of it at Robin's house. It's a good thing she has that mansion, isn't it? Christine is packing and organizing and sorting stuff to keep and to sell. 
And Cody says he has an emotional attachment to this house and he has an emotional attachment to Christine. Christine wants to get rid of as much stuff as possible and she wants to move with less stuff, as little as possible. She really wants Cody to take the table. Cody assumes that he and Christine are splitting all of their assets and the land, everything they have got 50-50. Cody says it's funny because Christine has already sold some of the stuff that was both of their things. Christine explains to Cody that her name is on the property and she has this house, so to split things 50-50, she suggests, how about they cut it and she keeps everything from the house and the family keeps everything from the property. She doesn't need anything from the property. Cody asks Christine if she is ready to sell this place and Christine is more than ready. Christine says right now her name is the only name on this house. And she says a lot of polygamous women don't have assets in their name. She says if they only had the property and she didn't have this house in her name, she would have nothing in her name at all. Cody says in polygamy, there is a tendency for the wives to own all of the assets because if dad goes to jail for cohabitation, they will take all of the property. So that's why they put the property in the wives' names. Cody says Christine is walking away with her money from this house in this deal. She will be able to buy another house. But Janelle can't do anything on Coyote Pass. She can't build until they pay it off. That's not Christine's problem. Christine says if they split everything 50-50, that means she gets 50% of everything Cody has, all of his property, and that means his and Robin's house too. And if Cody wants to go down that road and split it that way, that doesn't make any sense to Christine. Christine says, let's make it clean and easy. I get the house, you get the property. And Cody says he and Christine are only sharing and splitting their shared assets 50-50. Christine doesn't have any access to his assets shared with the rest of the wives or any of the wives' other assets. Christine talked to a realtor who advised her that her house will sell fast. And Cody says maybe it's time to sell. It's not really up to him. He agrees, though, that Christine can sell the house. And it will work nice. Everything will be clean. Christine tells Cody that she is thrilled that Cody has agreed to this because she has been praying so hard about this one thing. This one thing has kept her up at night because to her, it made sense to do things this way. Cody agreed to it and they are done. Moving forward, Cody says it's not the most fair scenario. He says the problem is that Coyote Pass isn't paid off. So Christine is walking away with the money they would have used to pay off Coyote Pass. That money is going with Christine, and Christine has that money. She has given them her lot, but the family still has to pay off Coyote Pass. Janelle thinks it's fair that Christine is taking her equity. They gave family money to Christine, and they gave family money to Robin to buy her house as well. The family gave both Robin and Christine about the same amount of money. So Janelle honestly thinks the equity stake that Christine has in their Coyote Pass property 
is about equal to what the equity is in her home. Janelle says it's easy, it's a clean transaction. Cody asks what Christine is doing with the bedroom stuff and Christine is selling it. She wants to start over with her bedroom. She needs a new bedroom set. Cody says he is sitting here just in this weird place of it's not really truly denial. It's that he, that everything that was special, the house, the kids, the furniture, everything is just like, this is not mine. Cody doesn't feel like it's his. Cody says it's just a shock to him. The whole experience, the memories, every bit of this is a shock. Cody says now that Christine wants to put the house on the market, he guesses he just better get used to this because this is the way that it is. What's interesting to me is that Cody seems more upset over no longer having ownership of Christine and her household. And notice, Cody is talking about how this stuff, the house, the furniture, the kids, it's not his. He doesn't own them. His biggest upset is not having control and not having ownership. He talks about his ownership of things and objects, the house, the furniture. He mentions that the kids don't feel like they're his, but he never talks about his emotions deeply other than anger at losing ownership. And the emotion is mostly towards the stuff and the things and the objects and the house. It's not about the kids. It's not about the kids' feelings. It's not about his feelings. It's not about Christine's feelings or how the family will cope. It's not about regret. It's not about Cody taking accountability and ownership. It's about Cody no longer feeling he has ownership. And the emotion is mostly towards the stuff and the things and the house. It's not about the kids. It's not about the kids' feelings. It's not about accountability for Cody for his bad behavior. It's not about his fault in this. It's Cody upset that he doesn't have ownership and control over the house, the furniture, the bedroom set. When Cody says he doesn't have ownership of the kids, they aren't his, he means now they are grown and he no longer has a strong influence over them. He laments not being able to win them over, that now they will never adore him as the absolute hero. All of his stuff is self-serving. Everything is about Cody to Cody. Everything is about his ego. Everything is about how it affects him, his power and his control. It's all superficial and flat about stuff and things. Cody doesn't ever take accountability. He doesn't seem to really care deeply about his kids' feelings or his wife's feelings. 25 plus years of marriage, that is done and over. And Cody is shocked the stuff and things aren't his. That's his bottom line, the stuff and the things. Not the lifetime together, not the memories, not the emotions, not the feelings of his wives and kids. It's about Cody not having control over what he saw as his domain. Also, Cody wants to try and make it seem like Christine got a deal to her advantage when really Christine could have taken a lot more from Cody. Cody wants to milk that down payment that he gave to Christine when we find out that Robin actually had a similar down payment provided by the family or by Cody to her 
for her home. And Janelle makes it clear it's basically a fair trade. The land for the house. The house was in Christine's name. It's Christine's choice, what she does with it, and it's only her choice. So I found it interesting that she even talked to Cody about it when technically he has no say, legally or otherwise. Cody doesn't respect Christine at all. He lies and he twists things every chance he gets, like he did with the custody laws, fairy tale lies, last episode when he just made up random laws to try and manipulate Christine into having fear over Truly and the custody agreement so that maybe he could sway her to his advantage on the land and on the house. He has zero respect for Christine. Yet Christine respects Cody, even still. The house is in her name. She knows it's her choice. Yet she consulted him on the house when she really didn't have to. I think that Christine knows that Cody is a narcissist. And see how she thanked Cody for allowing her to do this when she knows it's only up to her legally anyways. She told Cody, she prayed, she was so grateful that he agreed to this, making Cody feel he is doing what she hopes God wants for her. It makes Cody feel very important. It makes Cody feel powerful. And he said yes. And he did it because he has no other choice. And legally, it's not his say what she does with the house. But she blew smoke of his ass just a little bit. And it helped Cody be easy about it. And good for her. She has now learned after so many years of marriage how you have to handle him. Christine says she involves Cody in the decision and she asked his opinion, but in the end, what she decides to do with this house is just up to her. Her name is the only name on this house. Cody says the whole family helped Christine buy the house and Christine came into buying Coyote Pass with them as an agreement and Coyote Pass isn't paid off. And Christine is walking away with that equity from her house. And that equity technically would be partially the family's. Cody says it's one of those convoluted things when they are mixing their assets and then they break up. It's a struggle to separate everything, but it's not cut and dried. Christine says their marriage didn't work. She is moving and she's moving on. Janelle has been in the RV for a month. And the trailer was a rude awakening. Janelle says, taking care of your basic necessities is a lot more work than when she lives in town. But she loves being out there. She wakes up in the morning and there is the mountain. She loves being out there on Coyote Pass. Cody says, living in a trailer is an absolute inconvenience. He thinks it might be fun for Janelle. It's like every day she's dealing with a new problem. Cody has come over. He brought Janelle a hose for water. Janelle says they are trying to figure out an easier way to get the water from the jug to the tank. Janelle has to haul eight of these huge drums of water to fill her water tank. And the water tank lasts about a day and a half if they are conservative. Janelle wants Cody to help her haul her garbage to the road. But his truck is all full. Cody seems to be getting a little bent out of shape over it. Cody says, Janelle loves the idea of being there because it's been nice to sit out there on a cool night. The view is gorgeous. 
Cody thinks Janelle is doing really well because she is handling it well. But Cody thinks this has been overwhelming because it's been a challenge. But there is no chance he will say, I told you so, or gloat. He isn't going to gloat in any of that. It's more like it's sad, Cody thinks. Janelle says, this adjustment is huge. And it's harder for her because Savannah is struggling. Janelle isn't sure that this is sustainable unless she can bring this to an even kill because Savannah is miserable. Savannah is on board with this. She's on board with living in the RV. She wants to get the house built. So she is here. But Janelle knows this has been really rough on Savannah. Robin says, Christine talked to them a little while ago about her decision to for sure leave Cody. Janelle says, even though she knew intellectually that it was coming, it was still hard. Mary asks, why are you doing this? How are you breaking up our family in confessional? Christine says, you always hear how kids feel when their parents get divorced, but you don't often hear how the sister wives feel. Christine says the kids can't control their parents getting a divorce and the sister wives can't control when a sister wife leaves. Over at Mary's house, Robin makes an appearance, mom, van, and all. Robin says there is this heavy weight between them because they know that their family is just getting messed with like crazy. Mary asks Robin how it's going and Robin says it's weird. Robin tells Mary she didn't say a whole lot during Christine's announcement that she was leaving. She asks Mary if she read her right. And Mary says, yeah, she's really frustrated and she didn't trust herself to say anything during that conversation since it's Christine's relationship with Cody. Robin says it affects them, though, and Mary says it does. It totally affects them, but it's more about Cody. Robin says they have a relationship as sister wives with Christine, too. Robin says supposedly it doesn't affect them as sister wives because they aren't a part of their relationship. But that's bullcrap. It's so crazy to just sit there and watch this big bomb going off in her family. Janelle isn't really sure they have a family anymore. It just seems like it's this big change of venue, she says, and she doesn't know what it looks like now. Cody says they still have a family. It's still their family. Christine is just not in it. Mary says in their family, Cody is married to each of the wives. The sister wives have a sister wife relationship with each other, but not a romantic relationship. It's interesting that Cody now considers that Christine is no longer a part of their family that exists. Just because she is divorcing Cody and their marriage is over, Cody sees Christine as her no longer being a part of their family. And just because Cody and Christine are divorcing, it doesn't necessarily mean that Christine is no longer a part of the family. Her kids are a part of the family still, and Christine is too. She will still keep great relationships with the kids that she is close to and with Janelle, and her kids are still a part of that big family. They have moms there, their siblings, their dad. And Christine parented all of the family's kids. And she is like a sister to Janelle. So I found it very cruel and cold for Cody to say that they still have a family and Christine is just not in it. 
She isn't considered a part of the family to Cody. Divorce or not, Christine is still an integral part of the family. She is still the mother to Cody's kids. She will always be his family, divorced or not. She helped raise all of Cody's kids. She is close to all of the kids. She will still be close to them and highly regarded by all of the kids in the family. She will still be considered a mom to all of those kids that she helped raise. And she will still be a grandma to their kids' kids. She will still be at all the weddings. She might be at the birthday. She might be invited to their family events through the kids. So for Cody to say that they're still a family and Christine is just not a part of it anymore was cruel and it was untrue. It was utterly thoughtless. Really, nothing can break the bond with Janelle that Christine has, and nothing can break Christine's bond with all of the kids in the family. Christine was the heart of Cody's family for 27 years. She sacrificed a lot, her best years, 27 years. All of that time, she pushed down her wants and needs to nurture the family and to prioritize the family and to give to the family and to put the family first. She is the heart of the family. She took on the most important job of nurturing all the kids. So Christine is the family and she's divorcing Cody and she will probably leave behind the sister-wife relationships with those she isn't close to. But she will always be integral to the kids in the family and to Janelle and nothing can erase that. Her marriage to Cody has no bearing on those bonds and relationships. So when Cody says she is no longer a part of the family, he couldn't be more wrong. She is no longer his wife. She may not be a sister wife to Mary and Robin, but she will always be like a sister and a best friend to Janelle and like a mother to the kids that she helped raise. And she will always be a grandmother to the kids' kids as well. And I don't think any of those kids in the family consider Christine anything less than the heart of the family. Christine no longer being Cody's wife does not break those bonds. It doesn't change those bonds or relationships that Christine made as the heart of Cody's family. And Cody should really respect that. Robin tells Mary at first when Cody said Christine had moved his stuff out and she doesn't want him in her room. Robin told Cody to then go sleep in the living room on the couch. Robin asks, why weren't these two talking it out? She says, stay on the couch, fight for her. Mary is really angry, really angry. She says, obviously, Cody doesn't care enough to fight for Christine. And obviously, he didn't care enough to fight for her. And Mary doesn't understand that. In my opinion, Cody doesn't love his wives unconditionally. He doesn't see his wives as his equals. He doesn't see them as equals amongst themselves. He regrets his decision of plural marriage, and he doesn't want to live burdened by the consequences of his choice. He doesn't want to own his choice. He doesn't want to be inconvenienced by the burden, and he doesn't love his wives. He doesn't want to be there. He isn't fighting or trying or making an effort because he doesn't want to. The love isn't there. The wives love him. He doesn't love them. He doesn't want to do this. If Cody wants to do something, he will do it regardless. He doesn't want to do this. He doesn't care. There is nothing to understand about this. The wives love Cody. The wives remember who they fell in love with and they stay hoping for that. 
But Cody doesn't care. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't love them. And they're saying they don't understand why Cody doesn't fight. He doesn't fight because he doesn't want to, because he doesn't feel it. He doesn't love them. He doesn't want polygamy. You can't force yourself to love someone. You can't force yourself to pretend. And Cody hates doing that so much now that he creates all of these hoops and moving goalposts because he wants out. He wants monogamy and he wants to not show up as a father and a husband and he wants to be able to blame his kids and his wives for why he doesn't show up. So he keeps shifting the goalposts and changing his expectations and creating intentional hoops for everyone to jump through to get his time and attention. He doesn't want this. There is nothing to understand. Cody doesn't want this. He doesn't want to be miserable his whole life and he doesn't want to be honest with his wives and kids. It's easier on Cody's ego to deflect and to project and to burn every bridge to achieve his goal than to do this with love, dignity, kindness, and respect. Mary feels betrayed and she can't imagine what Cody is feeling right now. Robin says that Cody is a mess. In confessional, she says Cody is now questioning her left and right about things she thought he knew about her like he is struggling to trust everybody around him. She says, yeah, Cody is going through a divorce with Christine, but he has marriages that he has to maintain. She says Cody still has them, and he still has marriages with them, and he still has to fix his marriages and figure them out, and he has to get over his anger enough to actually interact appropriately, or he is going to ruin every single one of his marriages. Cody says that he is going through a divorce, and he says, just give me a little time to be sad and angry and go through this process. He thinks he will get over it. So notice how Robin says Cody is struggling to trust everyone around him. He even questions her. Cody is paranoid. See how he has a mentality that everyone is against him. His own family are his opponents, his enemies playing against him. Cody has this distrust and this paranoia because he knows he sees everyone in a negative light. He resents everyone. He knows he treats everyone badly. He knows he's being unfair. He feels guilt. And instead of adjusting his behavior and being honest with himself and looking inward, he projects that everyone is the enemy And because Cody mistreats people and he manipulates and he knows he isn't doing right by them, in his bitterness, he assumes the same of everyone around him. He's a paranoid, pathetic man. His family is always giving Cody more than he gives them and more than he deserves. Yet he distrusts everyone. He sees them as the enemy because I think deep down Cody knows he is behaving in the wrong ways. He is treating his family very badly. He is giving his family his worst and he sees them as against him because he knows he's treating them like his enemies. So he assumes that they view him as their opponents when that's not the case. Cody projects his abusive tactics onto his wives and kids. When Cody uses toxic manipulation against his family, he knows it's wrong. He does it anyways. And he expects his family to treat him as poorly as he knows he treats them. He expects them to also think of him 
as their enemy when really they view him as being on their team and they extend chance after chance to Cody. They try to compromise. They try to understand Cody. But Cody views everyone in the family in his delusional paranoia as being against him, his obstacles, his enemies in his way. And he expects the same from them and that they view him in the same way. Cody creates a paranoid narrative in his mind and he perpetuates it with his bad behavior. Anyone who doesn't see Cody as the absolute hero of the family must be against him. And it's continued over and over. It continues on. Even Robin, the favorite wife who sees Cody 24-7, is saying Cody questions everyone. He distrusts everyone, even her, the favorite wife. Cody is becoming increasingly unhinged. He's paranoid. And now he is going to burn every bridge and isolate himself even more, alienating himself even in Robin's house, the one place he could call his home. This guy isn't well. He is a few cards short of a full deck. And in the end, of course, Cody is his own worst enemy. And Cody will always be his own worst enemy. Lately, Robin has been complaining about how angry Cody is. She said even at home around the kids in a recent episode that Cody is moody, he's unhappy, and he takes his anger and frustration out on her and that she has to remind him she isn't the one that he's mad at. Now she's saying that Cody has to get over his anger enough to actually interact appropriately or he's going to ruin every single one of his marriages. This would suggest that Cody is so angry that he interacts inappropriately with his wives. He might be hostile. He might be moody. He might be pissed off. He might be emotionally abusive. He might be verbally abusive. And behind closed doors, without the cameras rolling, if we know how bad his behavior is on camera, we know his behavior can only get much worse behind closed doors with the cameras off. Cody clearly has anger issues. I just hope it doesn't escalate to anything physical or beyond what it is that we see on camera. That's already toxic and abusive enough. I think it's interesting that both Mary and Robin seem to put some of the fault at Cody's feet. Mary says Cody didn't try with her. He didn't care enough to try with Christine either. So she's making it clear that Cody is also accountable and the fault is also on him. And Robin is also putting some of the accountability on Cody too. She says Cody needs to get over his anger to be able to invest in his marriages and to be able to interact appropriately, that he has to maintain the relationships in each marriage, that he isn't doing that. So Robin seems to be moving away from enabling him in some respects. She's now making clear that Cody needs to be less angry. He needs to pull his weight in his marriages. He needs to foster the relationships in each marriage. And he is using his anger, it seems, as an excuse to be checked out. It's interesting to me that now that Cody's behavior is affecting Robin, the favorite wife, that she now is willing to make Cody take accountability. She's willing to point the finger at him. 
She's willing to say Cody may be part of the problem. Yet when it was only affecting Robin's sister wives and his relationships with his other wives and his other kids, Robin didn't seem to do anything but enable him. But now that it's affecting Robin herself and her household, she's more than happy to point the finger. But what I want to know is, If Robin knows Cody so well and she has his favor and she has his ear and she sees him behaving badly in his other marriages or with his other kids, why didn't Robin stop when she was in his favor and say to him, listen, you have to treat your kids better. You have to treat your wives better. You have to respect them. You have to treat them as equals. Why didn't she try to help Cody be better in his relationships? Now she's only concerned with Cody's behavior because it's affecting her. If she really cared about the family and she really cared about the relationships and she really cared about her sister wives, why didn't she say something when it was only affecting everyone but her? She's only saying something now because it's affecting her. She didn't care enough about her sister wives or about the other kids in the family to say something back then when it wasn't affecting her and she was in his favor. Now that she is having issues with Cody, she's willing to say something because it's in her best interest. Mary tells Robin it makes her think that this was just all a lie all of these years. She says Christine has always said how much she wanted the sister wives. Mary says when she married Cody, it wasn't just because she loved him. She felt like she had a confirmation from God that she was supposed to marry Cody. She was supposed to be married to Cody, and she still feels like she is supposed to be married to Cody. Robin says Christine had to be open to the idea of Cody loving other women, and that's not an easy thought process. Mary asks, why did Christine come in the family if she was going to do this after? And she didn't even talk to her about it, Mary says. Mary and Christine aren't that close. Christine always wanted sister wives. She always wanted the whole family. She always wanted plural marriage. And there were times when Mary and Christine were closer earlier on. But then Mary had the incident with Christine where she was way too heavy-handed with Christine's kids, specifically, with the discipline. And Christine called Mary out, and she felt like Mary was targeting her kids. And it put distance between them. They weren't close overall. Mary knows Christine was all in. She didn't betray Mary. Christine didn't betray the family by deciding to leave after years of trying in her marriage. Mary is just sad and she knows that she is staying, taking less than will ever make her happy in her marriage. She will never be fulfilled in her marriage. She will never be happy in her marriage. And I think Mary didn't want to be the only sister wife miserable in her marriage still hanging on. Christine left. She said, no more. I deserve better. I deserve more. I deserve to be fulfilled in a marriage. I deserve to be happy in a marriage. I deserve to feel like an equal to my husband. I deserve to be an equal to the other wives if there are sister wives. And Mary, in my opinion, just seems salty that Christine didn't talk to her. When Christine did talk to Mary and Mary told her, just look at the mountains dismissing Christine. When Christine told Mary she wanted out, she couldn't do this. And all Mary said to her was, don't talk like that. Don't think like that. She dismissed Christine saying she was done, saying she just wanted out. She told Christine Christine was just angry. She didn't really validate Christine at all. And that was Christine's light bulb moment. Christine knew she can't go on. 
Mary's response was to dismiss Christine and tell Christine she didn't mean what she was saying. She was just thinking in anger. She needed to look at the mountains. She needed to hear the angels sing. So why the fuck would Christine go to Mary to have an honest conversation? Christine knew she can't go to Mary. Mary will tell her some bullshit platitudes. She will tell her to look at the mountain, hear the angels sing. She will just completely dismiss Christine's emotions and she will just try to keep Christine in miserable just like her. So I don't blame Christine for not talking to Mary about it. Why would she? Christine says she agreed to be a sister wife, but she agreed to be an equal wife. Mary felt like Christine was more than a sister wife. She felt like Christine was a friend for a lot of years. And Mary is in tears now and she says, we believe that this is the family structure that is for us. And now, all of a sudden, everybody is just changing their mind because it was hard. Maybe it's not just because it was hard. Maybe it's because some people in the family realize this family system will never make them happy, that they will never feel fulfilled. Cody says, Christine wasn't equal. She just wanted to be more than equal. She wanted to be loved without giving love. So Christine is making what we all saw as viewers clear that she agreed to be an equal wife and she wasn't an equal among the other wives and she wasn't an equal to Cody. Cody didn't view all the wives as equals. He didn't treat all of the wives the same. He didn't treat all of the wives fairly and equally. And also he didn't see his wives as equal to him. Cody says Christine was an equal, but she wanted to be more than an equal, and she wanted to be loved without giving love herself. That's projection, obviously. It's interesting how Cody wants unconditional love from everyone, but he does not give unconditional love to anyone. Everything with Cody is conditional, and Cody wants to be more than equal. He wants to be above his wives in the hierarchy. And he has his favorite wife, Robin, that is above the other wives as far as Cody's ear, favor, and investment levels. Cody knows Christine isn't asking to be more than equal. She isn't asking for love she did not give. That's all utter bullshit. Christine just wanted all the wives to matter the same to Cody. She wanted all the wives to be treated the same, to have the same levels of investment and time and attention from Cody. She didn't want more than that. She also wasn't asking for love that she was not giving. Christine gave love. She gave and gave and gave and gave. And not Cody's brand of conditional love. Christine gave unconditional love, authentic love. Christine, as the heart of the family, gave tons of love, nurturing all the kids and giving Cody chance after chance after chance. Cody was incapable to give unconditional love back. Cody is incapable of treating his wives as equal to him. Cody was incapable to treat Christine as an equal. Cody is projecting his behavior onto Christine as usual. He is the one who wants love without giving it. He is the one who wants to be above everyone more than equal. He is just projecting himself and what he does and what he wants onto Christine because he knows he is at fault here. He is incapable 
of treating Christine as an equal, and he is incapable of unconditional love and giving it. He wants to receive love. He doesn't want to give it unless it's a conditional reward for good behavior. And when Cody says Christine doesn't want to give love, he means Christine doesn't want to spend her time blowing smoke up his ass just to get crumbs of conditional love from him. And when Cody says Christine doesn't give love, but she expects it, he means she isn't bending over backwards to be best friends with his favorite wife, Robin, whom he favors. He doesn't think Christine is giving Robin enough love. Remember when he tried to remove intimacy with Christine as leverage until she changed her behavior with Robin and was a better sister wife to her? Cody wants everyone to think the sun shines out of Robin's asshole, and he wants everyone to treat her like it too. And when Cody talks about Christine not loving the family but expecting love, that's what he means, that he feels she isn't bending over backwards to kiss his ass and to kiss Robin's ass. Really and truly, Christine has nurtured the family. She has sacrificed for the family. She has shown unconditional love and sacrifice towards all of the kids and the family. And she gives more unconditional love and sacrifice to the kids in the family than Cody seems to be capable of giving to all of his wives and kids combined. So if Cody is talking about people expecting love incapable of giving it, he needs to look no further than himself. Cody should be ashamed of saying that Christine expects to get love without giving it. He's nuts. She raised all the kids. She gave the family 27 years of sacrificing her identity and her wants and needs to be a part of this family and prioritize them. And she took less than she deserved in a marriage to her ex-husband, the human equivalent of a wall, to prioritize the family and to love and nurture the kids. So if Cody can't see the love Christine gives and all she has given and all she has sacrificed for him and his family and his kids, he's a blind fool who doesn't even have two brain cells to rub together. I would be so ashamed of myself and the things that fly out of my mouth if I were Cody. I don't think this guy has the capacity to even feel shame or embarrassment. Just like he doesn't have the capacity to love unconditionally. Mary tells Robin that she is taking it very personal and she isn't going to cry about it because she is pissed off. Robin says there is so much investment here in this family. You don't just let that go, she says frustratedly. Janelle says regardless of the work that you have done and the sacrifices you have made, why would you say you have to stay even though you are unhappy? Janelle understands that Christine would never be happy married to Cody. She understands that Christine sacrificed a lot and she tried tirelessly to make this work. And after 27 years, she still can't make things work alone. And Cody isn't capable of more. He doesn't want to make an effort. He doesn't want any inconvenience. And she will never be happy with the status quo. She put 27 years into this. She wants to go and Janelle gets it. She wants Christine to be happy. Robin, though, seems to think that because Christine put in 27 years, whether she's happy or not because she already invested that much, that she should just stay so all that effort isn't wasted. In the end, what is she staying for if she stays and nothing gets better and she just tolerates the status quo and she tolerates getting less than she deserves? 
What does that do? Is that just wasting more time being unhappy for longer? Or is it fine that Christine is unhappy because at least she's stuck in it. She's stuck with her misery. She's stuck with something she gave 27 years to. So whether she's miserable or not, it's not important. So the time wasn't wasted because Christine would still be doing the same thing. What's the point of that? You should leave as soon as possible to waste the least amount of time possible on a dead horse, on misery, on being unhappy. If you know you're never going to be happy, it doesn't matter how much time you spent. You should get out as fast as you can so you can enjoy the time that you have left. If you buy stock in something and it keeps going down and it looks like it's headed towards bankruptcy and it doesn't look like there's even the smallest chance that things will improve. Do you keep your money in because you already lost so much and it's already invested in that? Do you keep losing more and more? Or do you pull out and save what you can and keep moving forward, taking less of a loss than you would have if you stuck with it and plunged into the complete red zone? Robin tells Mary she just doesn't want to admit or accept the idea that it just whatever they had as a family is gone. Christine says they don't have a choice. Janelle says this is a big change. The family as they know it no longer exists. Robin says, when Christine was talking, it was released. It was like Christine has released the relationship. Robin could see it and she could feel it on Christine and she recognized it. Mary tells Robin that Robin recognized it because Robin has been there. Robin has been divorced before, of course. Mary tells Robin, it's just so familiar. She has seen Cody give up on her and on their marriage. In confessional, Cody says, he didn't give up on Mary. It just turned out that the relationship was essentially unstable. He didn't feel like it was tenable. It's not a functional relationship. They can get along, but they can't be together. Mary tells Robin that people are always asking her why she stays since she doesn't have a relationship with Cody. And she thinks on it and she prays on it and she meditates on it and she always comes to peace with it. Robin tells Mary she is just grateful that Mary is sticking it out. Robin says Mary belongs with them as she indifferently shrugs her shoulders. Robin tells Mary, hang on with me, okay, in tears. And Mary says she is, and Mary is in tears. Robin tells Mary they have to rebuild, they have to rebuild, all right? And Mary says she knows that they do. Robin tells Mary again to hang on with her. Robin says she really wanted to live plural marriage and give that big picture of the whole family to her kids. She says Ari is five years old and they aren't even going to get to experience it. Robin wants that for her kids, but she also, and here she does her fake tears. She wants it for herself too, she says, through her non-existent tears. Robin says she had other choices through, again, her fake tears. She says this is what she wanted, and she just has to watch as they destroy what she wanted, and she can't let it go. We already covered Robin's contradiction from Becoming Sister Wives, where she writes that she wanted a husband and a romantic marriage. It wasn't all about the sister wives and the family. And here she is saying she wanted her kids to experience a plural family, and she can't let that dream go. She had other choices. She chose to marry Cody. She chose polygamy 
for the family and she wanted it. She didn't want monogamy. Notice how selfish Robin is. She is being dramatic, breaking her voice when not a single tear falls from her eyes. She's just scrunching up her face, breaking her voice with not a tear in sight. Notice how it's not about how Christine's departure will affect the wives or the kids. It's all about how Robin had a picture in her mind and with Christine leaving her dream and what she pictured won't ever be her reality. Robin is selfishly crying for herself or fake crying for herself because her idealized dream of what she thought the family would be will now never be with Christine leaving even though it was never that way in the first place. Robin is selfishly crying for herself because things won't be how she dreamt they would be. She isn't crying for the kids or the emotions or the family or about how the family feels. She is crying for herself when she knows when she came into the family, she prioritized her husband and her marriage and romance, wanting the honeymoon phase to last as long as possible, forever if possible. When Robin knows her faith and plural marriage is spiritually about harmonious familial love and the family, the group over the self, the team over the individual. But when Robin came in, she didn't prioritize the family. She prioritized her marriage, which is a direct contradiction to the goal of plural marriage under their faith, which is harmonious familial love. Robin is technically supposed to prioritize the whole family, yet she came in prioritizing Cody and her honeymoon phase, and Cody prioritized Robin. And Mary, Janelle, and Christine were left still prioritizing the family as they watched Robin and Cody prioritize each other when Robin came in. And when Robin came in, she prioritized Cody. She prioritized her marriage. Her marriage came over the family. And Cody naturally gravitated towards prioritizing Robin. And all of the adults in the family, when Robin entered, no longer held the same priority of the family and the team. That's when things began crumbling. In reality, Robin wasn't all about the family, and now she is fake crying in self-pity about how she won't get her dream. The family will never be how she pictured it. When her prioritizing Cody over the family had a big hand in the dissolution of the family and the fraying of the tattered dynamic. Robin says she would never do anything to this family to hurt it. That's who she is. That's what she feels. She just wishes that people could see that. Robin tells Mary that what she loves about what Mary is doing is that Mary isn't just making it about what's going on between herself and Cody. She is making it about everybody else too. Robin says as much as she would be devastated, she wouldn't blame Mary if Mary got tired of hanging on and if Mary decided to give up. Robin tells Mary, it's not just Cody that Christine is leaving and Mary agrees. Robin says they have only got a few kids married and they have a few grandbabies and what happens in the future? Robin doesn't know. Robin says when she came into the family, she saw this big group family team experience. She wanted to play a role, an important role in that. She was a single mom. She had three kids, 10 on down. Her divorce had really shook her. She kind of said to herself, she doesn't really care so much about the romantic part of her relationship. She cared about whether or not he was a good husband and a good man. 
She cared about what she was going to give her children. That was her ultimate and biggest, most important thing. In the book, though, again, Robin really cares about the romantic part of her relationship. I guess she changed her mind. Mary tells Robin that Cody used to say to her all of the time, why do you have these emotions when you know that it's right that they are in the family? He would ask, why do you feel like this? And Mary said, because she's human. She says jealousy is a fact of life and something she has learned in more recent years is that jealousy is not a bad thing. It's just an emotion and you work through the emotions. Mary says she is learning and growing. Robin tells Mary that she is always trying to give Cody the other perspective. She says if someone else was in her life that Cody was having to share her with, he would be a nutcase. She reminds Cody of this. They flash back to Mary and Cody's wedding anniversary scene in 2009. Mary says if she were to be giving attention to another guy, she asks Cody how would it make him feel? And Cody says the vulgarity of the idea of Mary with two husbands or another lover sickens him. Robin says she has had this conversation with Cody a lot of times, asking how would he feel if the tables were turned. And Cody tells Robin he doesn't want to think about it, and Robin tells him he needs to think about this. Cody says he thinks that, yes, if he didn't manage it right, he could be a nutcase if the rules were reversed in plural marriage and he had a brother husband. But Cody thinks Robin is missing something, the way guys bond. Cody says they would be playing video games and high-fiving each other, and she would wish that they were actually getting work done. Robin says, Cody says, if it was a bunch of brother husbands, they would be sitting around on the couch playing video games, but she doesn't believe it. Because whenever it comes to guys in his wives' lives, like with her and her ex, Cody gets funny. Robin tells Mary this will mess with the kids. It will confuse the kids like crazy. Christine's departure. Mary agrees it's going to be a mess with the kids. Mary says she asked Christine that day and she said the kids were all for it. And Mary tells Robin she doesn't know what that means. Robin says that means the kids are hearing one side of the story and Mary says she knows that. Cody says nobody has asked him his side of the story. The only people that have gotten his side of the story are Robin and Mary and maybe Janelle. Christine doesn't know out of the kids who knows and who doesn't know that she is leaving Cody. She knows who knows out of her kids. But she says if they are so concerned about why she is leaving and what about being a sister wife, she asks, why wouldn't they talk to her personally? Only one who reached out to Christine was Janelle. See, Robin wants to have a tea party with Mary to try and spin her narrative. Robin got to say that she's all about the family. She got to praise Mary for sticking with her and considering the family. Even though she's miserable, instead of selfishly picking her own happiness and fulfillment, she is basically manipulating Mary to stay showing her praise and attention for her choice to be miserable and hang in there with her, even though Robin knows if Mary left, she wouldn't blame her and she probably knows Mary would be a lot happier. She also got to make a big hoopla about how Christine 
influences the kids and about how Christine is being selfish. She isn't really considering whether the kids will be okay. And she's influencing them and she's manipulating them. They only hear her side of the story. They don't get to hear Cody's side of the story. And Cody gets to play the victim saying only Mary and Robin know his truth. No one else knows his side of things. Robin made it clear that Christine influenced the kids with just hearing her side and not giving Cody's perspective as if Christine is turning the kids against Cody, which isn't true. This afternoon tea is really just about spinning the narrative and Robin is there to gossip and make a couple points to spin her narrative with Cody that Cody has been marginalized here. It's bullshit and then we find out that no one directly spoke to Christine about their concerns other than Janelle. They just gossip instead amongst themselves without ever directly talking to Christine. And the only one who reached out was Janelle. If Robin and Mary really care about Christine, they wouldn't be gossiping about her divorce as a storyline. One thing I did appreciate, though, is Robin and Mary both made it clear that Cody interacts in an angry way, that he isn't making an effort in his marriages, and that his behavior could lead to the failure of every marriage. It seems Robin thinks Cody uses reveling in his anger as an excuse to not be present in his marriages. She seems to know some of the blame is on Cody and that he needs to make an effort and stop using his emotions as an excuse to not make an effort. She calls out Cody's anger issues and how he takes out his anger from the divorce and all of his marriages and he uses his emotions and his anger as an excuse to check out from actively participating as a husband in his relationships. Can you imagine if each time one of the sister wives was emotional, they checked out from their responsibilities in the home or from their responsibilities as parents and mothers with their kids? The women cope with insufferable emotional struggles and constant emotional roller coasters due to this lifestyle. And they cope. They never get to check out as a wife or a mother because of their anger or pain. But for some reason, Cody finds it acceptable to check out in his relationships because he is angry over his divorce and he takes his anger out on his wives and kids. Can you guys imagine if the wives did that, how the kids would turn out? Why does Cody get the privilege and the option to check out and dissolve his spine when the women have to be all in all of the time as wives and mothers and they can't allow their emotional struggles to cloud their ability to parent or be a wife. The wives have to be all in all the time as wives and mothers regardless of whatever they may be going through. Yet Cody feels entitled that he can just completely check out because he's going through an emotional struggle. This tea party Robin and Mary are having is ridiculous and it's very self-serving, it's very selfish and Robin is only there at Mary's because she needs Mary. Otherwise, it would be like pulling teeth for Mary to be able to hang out with Robin. Mary asks Robin if she thinks this was coming before Flagstaff and Robin says, truth be told, she was talking about leaving Cody before the move to Flagstaff. Robin says she has always wanted Christine to be happy, always. And Mary says Christine hasn't seemed happy for a really long time. Cody says they worked as a family, though dysfunctional, for years 
long before Robin was here struggling through these relationships, but they were making it work for the sake of the kids. That was Cody's whole goal, that they could have these children have a really quality experience with one another and with them. Notice how Cody mentions that the relationships were dysfunctional before Robin got there, but they made it work for the sake of the kids. I think they really stopped being able to make it work when Robin entered the family. And again, I think it's because Robin prioritized her marriage and her romantic relationship and her husband, the Cody Brown. And naturally, he also prioritized Robin. She was easy and convenient, and she fed his ego, cooking up a new feast every day. She made Cody feel needed like a hero for her family, the leader she depended on. She made Cody feel she saw him the way he sees himself, with his overinflated ego and sense of self. So they naturally prioritized each other. That's when they could no longer make it work as a family for the sake of the kids, because the wives still prioritized the kids and the family, the team. And Cody prioritized Robin, Robin prioritized Cody, And before Robin, Cody may have been checked out, but he still did things fairly and equally among the three wives he did have. Maybe he wasn't deeply invested, but he had the same level of investment with all three women and their kids. And everyone prioritized the family. They made it work. All of the adults prioritized the same thing. But when Robin came in prioritizing Cody and he prioritized her, it wasn't just that not all of the adults still prioritized the team over themselves or their individual marriages. It was also that the wives and the kids saw Cody stop doing things fairly and equally. And they also felt Cody was more invested with Robin. He truly wanted to be there with his whole heart. He was fully invested. So now the wives and kids saw the difference between the way Robin and her household was treated and the way they were treated and Cody's levels of investment and engagement when he was there. Everyone felt that disparity. And it's one thing when Cody is kind of checked out everywhere across the board, but he has around the same investment level across the board in each house And he divides his time equally still. And it's another thing where the time is not equal. And when he is there, you can also feel that he is even more checked out than he once was. And one wife and kids, Cody is all the way invested in diving in the pool head first. But with you and your household, he only dips his toe in. So whether there was dysfunction before Robin or not, the fact is... When Robin entered the family, the level of dysfunction became magnified and the wives could no longer suck it up for the family. So easily turning a blind eye, knowing not only was Cody capable of better than what he gave them, but also knowing he was giving Robin his full investment and that he was all in with her and he wanted to be there with her. And also he openly prioritized Robin. He no longer prioritized the team and the family. So when Robin came in, the ability of the family to cope with the dysfunction and to still function with the dysfunction and the issues in the relationships there for the sake of the team vanished because it made it completely untenable for the wives who still all prioritize the family. 
The family could only cope with the dysfunction in the relationships for the kids' sake and maintain a family when everyone shared the same goal and the same priority of the family. But once Cody's goal was Robin with her entrance into the family, it no longer could work. The family could no longer function because all of the adults no longer prioritize the team. The only reason it ever functioned at all before Robin was that every adult put aside their wants and needs to prioritize the family. But when not everyone makes that sacrifice to serve the same goal and everyone has different goals and priorities, there is no way for the family to function as it was. It's beyond something you can cope with or manage or sweep under the rug. So whether it was dysfunctional or not before Robin came into the family, as Cody says, with Robin's entrance, it completely broke the dynamic. It completely broke the family because the dysfunction that was once manageable became a monster. And the only thing that kept that monster at bay was that all the adults had shared the priority of the family first. Once Robin came in prioritizing Cody, it unleashed the monster and the dysfunction became too much to bear and too much to cope with. Without Robin's entrance, could the family have functioned forever? Could they have functioned for longer in a more functional way and kept the monster at bay? If all the adults shared the same priority of the family and Robin never came into it, would the family still work in a functional way? Robin refuses to let whatever is left just go to pieces, she says. Robin says, hell, if Christine wanted to build and stay in Flagstaff and date, she would have no problem with it. She would 100% be okay with that. Why the fuck would Christine need Robin's permission that she would be okay with her and her choices that she makes in life? And why the fuck would Christine do that? And why the fuck would she care what Robin is okay with? Who cares what Robin's opinion is about Christine's life? It's not Robin's business. Christine asks, why would I date anybody in Flagstaff? She isn't going to stay here. Cody says it would be weird that Christine would be living on Coyote Pass. Cody says in reality, he thinks Christine is running off to Utah literally to be around her family and to find a new husband. Robin says, if Christine were just to stick around, they could maybe work something new out. Mary isn't in the place for that right now. Robin says she herself had to get to that place because of Mary. Mary says she has been in the same situation with Cody in the past. She was in a bad situation with this online personality because it wasn't a person. And it got really ugly and scary because she knew what she needed from Cody and she knew she wasn't getting it. Cody was very, very distant with her in their relationship. So she asked Cody to just not stay there for a little bit. She told Cody they needed to get through this stuff and take a break. And Cody interpreted that as Mary kicking him out. And he has never come back. Just because Mary was catfished, it doesn't mean that she did not have the intention of leaving the family had the catfish been real. And maybe she owes Cody nothing and Cody abandoned her as a husband, but Mary always tries to distance herself from accountability as if her affair doesn't count because it was just a personality and not a person, not a real person. But the fact is, had this catfish been Sam, the man of her dreams, she would have dropped Cody and the whole family in a heartbeat. 
As far as Cody taking it as Mary kicking him out and never coming back, he may try to make Mary feel guilty so the fault is deflected to her that she kicked him out. She doesn't want him there, so now he's staying away, gone forever. But he doesn't feel kicked out. He doesn't feel unwelcome at Mary's house. He is just emotionally manipulating her. He isn't there at Mary's house because he doesn't want to be there. And he makes it seem like he feels hurt and he feels unwelcome at Mary's. And that's why he isn't there. But he is just doing that to make Mary feel guilty like it's her fault. The reality is Cody isn't there and he wasn't there because he doesn't care and he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't feel hurt. He doesn't feel rejected by Mary. He doesn't feel unwelcome. He just doesn't want to be there and he wants to put it on her. He wants to be off the hook and he wants the emotional burden and the blame on Mary. Cody has no desire to be there at Mary's pre-catfish or post-catfish. If he wanted to be there, he would. Nothing keeps Cody away from what he wants. This has nothing to do with Cody feeling unwelcome because of Mary. Robin says she understands what it is to try and find happiness. She says when you are so unhappy and it just doesn't work, then she can't blame Christine for wanting that. She wants Christine to be happy. She really, really does. Robin says in confessional that herself, Mary, and Janelle are all wives of a man going through a divorce. She never struggled with Cody in her marriage, as bad as she is right now, and she's at a loss. Mary will never say that the problem within their family is plural marriage. She believes that each and every one of them has the capacity for greatness and has the capacity to work through this stuff. Cody says, he and Brian have been friends for 25 years and they've been business partners for seven years. They are just returning now from a sportsman's show in Reno, Nevada. Recently, Brian got married for the first time, and Cody officiated the wedding. Cody asks Brian how marriage is. It's good. He is still surviving it. Judith, his wife, has decided that she is still happy. She hasn't left him, so that's good. Cody says he has had to share with Brian the inner demon he was dealing with when he came to marry him. And Cody mentions how before the wedding, he asked Brian if he was sure about marrying and sure he was doing the right thing. And it was because of his negative decision of his marriage breaking up. The breakup of his marriage between he and Christine. Cody says he is in his worst place when it comes to marriage and his view of relationships. He admits that it's a dark place. He admits that it wasn't a fair place for him to be in Because not all relationships are like this, but he was carrying that burden to Oklahoma with him when he officiated Brian's wedding. Brian says it was unnerving right at the last second for Cody, his best friend and officiant, to ask, are you sure you want to do this? Brian assured Cody, we're here, everyone is here, we are doing this. So Cody called Robin and he told her how he was feeling. And Robin told Cody he better shut up if he wants to be in Brian and Judith's life. She said, don't go in there asking, are you sure you want to do this? And Cody says he only asked once. Brian was glad that Cody felt comfortable enough to ask him if he was doing what he wanted to do. 
and that he cared enough to ask. They were good to go. Everything went as planned. Cody married them. Cody says marriage is the biggest investment that a human can make. He believes. He says, because we live in a society that is telling us that half of us make the wrong choice with our divorce rate, then we have to assume that it's half chance. Brian is happily married. He asks Cody if he is happily married too, and he is to a couple of women. Cody says it should be more, but he can't figure this mess out, but he shouldn't perpetuate it on Brian. Cody says Robin got him straight. Brian is happily married now, and Cody is glad. Cody says he is pleased with their dispositions towards each other, and he feels embarrassed about where he was when he went to that wedding. Brian thinks back on how long he has known Cody, and he remembers when all of his wives lived in the same house and all of the kids were sharing bedrooms together, and he admired that family. Brian feels for Cody in this breakup, and he feels for Christine too because he considers Christine his friend as well. He has known her for as long as he has known Cody, and he says you wish you could fix it, and he would love for both of them to be happy again, and he remembers when they were happy, so it's hard to see them in this place. Christine sold her bed today. She and Cody have talked about how to separate the furniture, and she told Cody she was going to sell the bedroom set. She didn't want to take it with her. She wanted to start all over with the bedroom set. Cody was really hurt when Christine told him that she was selling the bedroom set. It broke his heart. He says it was one more thing of his awareness, and he still has been in this place. Christine says last night as she was laying in bed, she thought this was the last night she would be in this bed. She says it was nice. It's a king-sized bed. She took up all of the room in the bed, and she just laid there for a while, and she reflected, and she let herself remember good times in the bed and hard times in this bed and giving birth to her babies in this bed. Christine says it was bittersweet. It was harder than she thought it would be last night. Cody says he feels so pathetic because he is the divorce denier, and Christine is just clearing the slate. She is out of here. Cody says there is an emotion he is sensing from her of this wahoo, like she is out of here, she is free, she is done, and it's made him crazy. Christine says she doesn't want to carry anything that could bring up painful memories with Cody in her next house because him being in her space when they lived in her bedroom together, it was toxic and she isn't taking toxic with her. Christine says it sounds absolutely weird, but she is ready. She is done. It's a crazy day. And Christine is smiling. She's beaming. She looks free. Christine says in confessional that the best years of her life she gave to Cody and he shrugged his shoulders at her. And it's hard because she isn't young anymore. And Cody says he gave Christine the best years of his life too. And it hurts to have her try and make him own it. Christine says, starting a new relationship at 49, she doesn't know. She hopes, she hopes she can find love again. She hopes she can be in a relationship with someone who loves her, who wants to be married to her, who is attracted to her, and she doesn't know. But what she does know is that she would rather be alone and love herself than to be with someone who doesn't love her. Christine is free now. She's free and she will love herself as she is. She will love her kids 
And if she finds someone who deserves her, she will have love. She will have someone who loves her unconditionally as she is, who accepts her as she is, who thinks the sun shines out of her ass. She will find that person and being alone and loving herself is better than being with a person who will never see you, who will never accept you as you are, and that feels way more lonely and alone being with a man who doesn't see you than being alone and loving yourself. Christine is way too good for Cody. She always was, and as long as she loves herself, she will attract a man who loves her unconditionally, unapologetically, and enthusiastically the way she deserves to be loved and the way that she loves everyone around her. Her person will come. Being alone will always feel better and more peaceful and more loving and less lonely than being with a man who is incapable of seeing you, who is incapable of unconditional love, who looks through you blind to his blessings. Isabel, Truly, and Christine are driving to North Carolina to move Isabel permanently to North Carolina. She will live with Maddie and Caleb and Axel and Evie, and she will go to school there. Isabel is nervous. This is hard, Christine says. She says Isabel puts on a wicked awesome brave face and she pretends to be more excited than she actually is, but she is having a hard time. Isabel says it's moving day. They're packing all of her stuff up. They're putting it in her car. It's Isabel's last day in Flagstaff. She's excited and she's nervous. She's sad to be leaving Flagstaff and her friends and her dad. She is more sad than anything. Isabel thinks today will be a hard day. Truly says she will miss Isabel, but they will chat on the phone. It will be okay between them. Gwen says Isabel is her favorite sister. They are really close and it won't be the same having one room empty. Christine is going to miss Isabel so much. And she's so glad to get one last adventure together with Isabel. Isabel is excited to live with Maddie and Caleb. She thinks it's going to be nice going from where her mom and dad didn't have that great of a relationship to going somewhere with a couple who have a really great relationship. Janelle says Isabel will live with a monogamous couple. Caleb is home all the time and his sole focus is Maddie and the kids. Janelle says Isabel's parents' relationship hasn't been good for many years. So Janelle thinks it could be good and healing for Isabel to live with Maddie and Caleb and to see that example of a relationship. Cody is pretty sure that they weren't exposing their marriage difficulties to the kids in Las Vegas, at least. He wasn't, he says. But long before COVID, Cody was hearing that Christine was talking about leaving him. Cody wants to make it seem like Christine was going out of her way to expose her kids to their marital problems and her marital problems with Cody. He points out that even before COVID, he heard that Christine was talking about leaving him. He wants to make it seem as though Christine is unhinged. She's involving the kids in her marital issues, exposing them to things that aren't for their ears. And Cody wants to make it seem like he shielded the kids when Christine was very vocal. When all along, we know Christine has been protecting her kids from Cody and his behavior and her marriage issues. And Cody's behavior makes all the issues very obvious to everyone around him. And there is only so much Christine can do to shield her kids. But Cody behaves in such a way where the kids will see everything and they will clock it for themselves. 
Cody's behavior makes it hard to really shield the kids from the truth. Mary feels that it's sad to see Isabel go, but it's super exciting and she is sure this will be very rewarding for Isabel. Robin says Isabel has always been this breath of fresh air. When she comes in the house, she has always been very sweet to Robin and very loving and very kind, and it will be sad to not have Isabel around. Christine is excited to go across country with Isabel. She and Isabel have plenty of space sitting up front, but truly has no space sitting in the back. Two weeks away from home in a tiny cramped car with no one but my sister and my mom, truly says. Isabel says there is no space for anything. Truly asks, did I mention that it's cramped? Isabel thinks if Cody had it his way, he would pack the car himself, but that didn't happen. Cody wasn't there. They packed the car. Isabel says Cody isn't coming with them. She says he has children in Flagstaff, so it's not like he can also be away for that long. And there's still COVID around. So COVID prevents Cody from being able to help Isabel move to North Carolina, but it doesn't prevent him from driving cross country and officiating Brian's wedding or driving with Brian to Las Vegas to go do his gun expo or whatever the fuck it is that he does. COVID is not an issue for that. Being away from his family and his kids is not an issue for that, for his business or for something he wants to do like a wedding. But he just can't make it to Isabel's move to North Carolina, though. So Isabel makes excuses for her dad. She says Cody isn't coming with them because he has children in Flagstaff. It's not like he can be away for that long. There's still COVID around, unfortunately. And Cody says he wouldn't want to travel with Christine at this point. It's done and it's over and she is moving on and he is fine to accept that, but he isn't going to take a trip with her. This isn't about taking a trip with Christine and this isn't about punishing his daughter because Christine is divorcing him. Cody could have taken this trip with his daughter and spent the time making memories with her and bonding with her and sharing this experience with her. He's an idiot to not take this opportunity. It's his loss. Christine says the hardest part of her whole life is that her kids don't have a great relationship with their dad. He doesn't even know them, Christine says. Christine says what's sad too is they don't know how amazing Cody is either. Christine says Cody has this awesome side to him that her kids don't know and who she fell in love with. She says Cody isn't that person anymore and neither is she. It's sad all around. Cody says he has 18 kids. He is spread thin. He works hard to visit with his kids, to connect with them, to do something with them that they like. It's not always an easy connection. Cody is reflecting on what could have been done differently and what has happened to them and what has happened to his life and what has happened to his purpose and the things that he was pursuing before because he feels so distant from it now. He says now Isabel is moving as far away as she could. Isabel says it's hard leaving not knowing when she will see her dad again. She doesn't know when she will be back here. Isabel says especially since they haven't spent as much time together as they both would have wanted and not knowing when she will see her dad again, it's really hard. Isabel is sad and she's sad she didn't get to say goodbye to Janelle and her kids and to Ari and Saul. 
Christine says, Isabel moving is the hardest. She is moving so far away. And Christine doesn't know when she will see Isabel again. Next month, Christine herself is moving to Utah with Truly. And she doesn't know what that looks like. She thinks half of this is everything is so uncertain because her life is uncertain completely. I have a feeling even though change is hard and moving is hard and stressful that Christine and Truly will have a support system. They will be surrounded by support and unconditional love. They will be accepted. They will be appreciated. They will move on to bigger, better things. I think Christine will have a lot of success professionally with her cooking with just Christine. I think Christine should write a memoir. I think Christine should have a podcast. I think Christine should have a cooking show on TLC. And I think she should also have her own spinoff show with her and Janelle and the kids and all of their antics. I think that would be great. They're really the heart of the show. That's what people watch for. I think people would love to see that. Next time on Sister Wives, Christine's house is now under contract and she hopes The other sister wives and Cody don't hate her. She announces it to the adults that she is moving next week. Mary says in confessional, congratulations, you're leaving the family. And she doesn't know what she is supposed to say to this. Cody says they never made an agreement. They never went to their church leaders to say, hey, we're divorced. Cody doesn't know if they would even allow them to divorce. Who cares what they say? Robin says, usually you have to go ask for a divorce. And technically, until Christine is with another man, she is not divorced, according to Robin. Christine says, being a mom is her most important thing. She knows without a doubt that she has tried to make this work, but she couldn't stay married to someone who had favorites and made it known. Christine breaks down and she takes a moment during her confessional scene. Listen. Christine is not legally married to Cody. She never was. And she doesn't believe in plural marriage or her faith any longer. So basically, Robin and Cody seem to want to split hairs about whether Christine is divorced or not, as if they have a say, as if what some stupid, stuffy church elder says matters, as if it makes a difference to Christine. In Christine's soul, in her heart, in her mind, and in her conscience, She is done. She is divorced. She was not legally married. She no longer follows her faith, so she isn't spiritually married. Whether an elder tells her she is divorced or not has no bearing for Christine. She is divorced. End of story. Cody and Robin want to split hairs and grasp at straws. They want to buy time. And they're probably trying to pressure Christine to get spiritually divorced through the church even though Christine doesn't follow that faith anymore. They want to buy time, and I think Cody and Robin seem to think they can change Christine's mind or they can convince her to do different. Christine doesn't need religion to tell her she is done. She is done. She's divorced. It doesn't matter what the fuck the elder says. Who gives a fuck? She is divorced in her soul and in her mind. She's divorced. She's done period. The spiritual bullshit doesn't matter to Christine. She doesn't follow that religion. Why should she be forced to go through the church? Why does Robin think that it's okay for her to define whether Christine is divorced or not? 
She was only spiritually married. If she feels divorced, she's divorced. That's it. It's not up to Robin to define. It's not up to Cody to define. If she's done and she's out and she's divorced in her own mind, that's it. It doesn't matter what Robin says. It doesn't matter what Cody says. It doesn't matter what the stuffy church elder says either. Robin certainly doesn't get to define whether Christine is divorced or not. If Christine feels divorced, she's divorced. It's just that simple. That does it for this episode. To my YouTube viewers, please like, subscribe, and let me know your thoughts in the comments section if you like. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next episode. And don't forget to check out Christine's cooking show, Cooking with Just Christine, on TLC's website and Insta page. Show Christine some support. I know we would all love to see her succeed in doing what she loves. Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Bye.